A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, sin must not reign over your mortal bodies so that you obey their desires. And do not present the parts of your bodies to sin as weapons for wickedness, but present yourselves to God as raised from the dead to life, and the parts of your bodies to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin is not to have any power over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Of course not. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that, although you were once slaves of sin, you have become obedient from the heart to the pattern of teaching to which you were entrusted. Freed from sin, you have become slaves of righteousness. Verbum Domini. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Had not the Lord been with us, let Israel say, had not the Lord been with us, when men rose up against us, then would they have swallowed us alive, when their fury was inflamed against us. Then would the waters have overwhelmed us, the torrent would have swept over us, over us then would have swept the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord, who did not leave us a prey to their teeth. We were rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Broken was the snare, and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth.
Dominus Vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Vingeli Secundum Lucam. Gloria Tibi Jesus said to his disciples, be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will, but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will, shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. Verbum Domini. God Almighty is present everywhere. He's present within us, full of love, full of power. And this is something we always need to be aware of, is the presence of God. Walking in the Lord is especially important and, and to be aware of his presence. The, 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 the psalm today says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And if we are to have this awareness of God's presence all around us and we know that he is truly within us, we know this for sure, that our help is always in the name of the Lord 
who made heaven and earth. And when we really think profoundly on that, wow, it's amazing. I mean, we can really marvel on this truth. However, there are times when we are not mindful of this. We get occupied in ourselves, the pursuits of the world, I mean, the sinful things. No, and then, you know, we, we lose sight or we lose this awareness of God's presence within us. And then what happens at that time? Hey, there we go, falling back, becoming enslaved in sin, or some returning to sin. So Jesus, this morning, reminds us, and throughout this chapter of Luke, this is chapter 12, he tells us to remain vigilant. But at the same time, if we look at this chapter in the context, the Lord is also saying to us is that he's always there and that he will give us everything necessary to persevere in our fight against sin and in any type of persecution, that God is always there. So when we look deeper here in this context of Luke chapter 12 and everything that the Lord is saying, you know, he, tell, he goes off and begins first and foremost with telling us, of warning us about the leaventh of the Pharisees that, you know, that the Pharisees, they, yeah, they, they may have a certain appearance of righteousness, no, but yet they are neglectful of the ways of God. So he says that they are hypocrites, no, because they're not living according to the law, no, of, of what the law is supposed to be. No, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He lives it well, and he lives it in charity. And this is what, what he wants us to be aware of, his charity, his love. Okay, and it's within this love here that we can feel safe, that we know that we can always go to him for help, and that he's always aware and that he's always with us. Know that we, we're in his love. We, I mean, we have life because he loves us so much. God loves us so much. So then the Lord in, in this chapter, he says that we do not have to fear anything. He says the Father knows even the hairs on your head. You know, he says don't be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear the one who can cast the soul into Guiana. No, he's not saying to be scared of God. He's saying that to have a great love and an awe for him above everything, to love him as, as, as our first, as our first love. And then he goes, he goes further on. No, he's, he's getting here to this point where he's telling us to remain vigilant because he could come at any time. He's telling us to remain vigilant and to be in his work and to be in his will. But then before he gets into that, he reminds us of the gift we have. 
He speaks to us about the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit to, of course, show, keep us close to Jesus, to reveal Jesus to us, to help us to become more like Jesus, you know, to, to help us walk in the life of grace, the divine life. And in this, the Holy Spirit does convict us of our wrong. That's why, you know, he, he tells us when we are going off or astray. So this is very important to always be attentive to the Holy Spirit, who often works in our consciousness, in our convictions, you know, warning us when sin is near or, there, or we're in the near occasion of sin. You know, and then he speaks of blaspheming the Holy Spirit. We can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. No, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to say that the Holy Spirit is wrong, to, uh, to challenge him. And we do this sometimes by trying to justify sin. You know, I was trying to say that make it right, make a wrong right. You know, arguing with the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. We're caving into the flesh, that's what's happening. But Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is really trying to bring us to repentance. So, so, so it's important that we obey these promptings. He says, okay, here I am, okay. When this, when this occurs, you know, we're, we're filling the Holy Spirit, but yet the tug, the pull's there. No, then, then we, we, hey, we got to remember that God is around us, that God is not going to forsake us, that he is going to be our help. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And that's where we go to him for help. Because right there is the contest. Well, I can do this on my own. I can handle it. No, we need the Lord. Because we are weak. But with him and through his grace, we are strong. And then he tells us all, he tells us further on in this chapter, just a few verses later, he says that, that the Holy Spirit who's with us, that he will guide us even in our conversation, even when we are, are put to are put to the test. In other words, you know, when we go before people, and when people challenge us, he says, when they, when they send you before courts and magistrates and all of this stuff, don't worry about what you say. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to say. See, we, we're living truly in the Holy Spirit. We'll be enlightened. And what we'll be enlightened with in the Holy Spirit is the ways of Jesus Christ, the words of Christ the Lord. So then, then, hey, you know, then it, when, when the, if, if, if that is doing, then we're truly walking in the Lord. Because then we're, we're being attentive to the words of God, and we're attentive to the words of God, then it's the mind of Christ we are focused with. Okay, so further on, Jesus again tells us not to worry about things. We're in his care, saying, put us, put me first. You put me first, you can be guaranteed eternal life. But then, now, then he goes on to vigilance, okay? Okay, so like in, in this particular parable, he's saying that, you know, that, okay, the master is delayed. Now, he's first talking to the disciples, to the leaders of the church, right? And then, but, but it's a message really to every one of us. He says, well, the master's delayed. You know, we saying, uh, you know, the, taking his time. For us living out in the world, 
you know, we can get a little impatient with things. You know, we start to look around a little too much. You know, we get a little laxed in our, in our prayer. You know, the things of sinful things, worldly things start to become more, uh, more attractive. We start to put more emphasis on, on, on those things and we get our eyes off the Lord, little by little. See, maybe we're not thinking like this. Well, the master is delayed in coming, so, hey, you know, I can, I can live it up. But no, we just, we just get laxed. No, but, but, uh, but, but, but we, can't, we can't do that. So Jesus is saying the master will come at any time. See, and, you know, a, a person, when, when we fall into this state, either the master is delayed or, hey, we start to get lax. You know, this is, this, is, this is not working. The spiritual life, it's too dry. I want to give it up. What are we forgetting? We're forgetting that God is always present, that he's always looking, that he's always there. He doesn't go away. We're the ones who remove ourselves from him, from his ways, from his will. We take ourselves out of it. No. And, and then when, when we're doing that, what are we doing? We're, we're ignoring the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're putting him off. So it's always important to have this awareness of God's presence, even though we don't feel him. See, that's the thing as well, is that I'm not feeling God or I'm not feeling what I used to be experiencing in prayer long ago when I came to the Lord or when I went on this retreat or, you know, when I was with this group or were or whatever it is. It says that, that you know, we got to remember that God wants to take you, take you out of that and bring you into newer things. And in bringing us to newer things, into a greater share of his life in, in grace, that we're going to have to go through some dryness. There's going to be some hard times. But this is the life that Jesus Christ has already lived. And... And this, this is, this, you see, this is what we have to have knowledge to as well, is that we're living the life of Jesus Christ because this, this life has come to us through the, the Holy Spirit. Remember what, what St. Paul says, is that the Holy Spirit, the love of God that through the Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts. And this is the divine life of the Lord. This is grace here. This is his, his, his own favor that he's provided for us a free gift and a gift that we have to be always truly aware of. God all around us, God within us. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we can not give up. See, what happens when, when, when we give up here? St. Paul speaks to this this morning in the book of Romans. And we need to, to know this well. That to become a slave of sin, that we're so far deep into sin that it rules us, that it, it controls us, that, you know, we're not truly free. So we are, we are chained by sin. And even though we may struggle with sin, but if we're pursuing God, if we're striving to live for him, then the chains are broken. Then his help is there. And even if we, if, we, if we fall, but we get back up. You know, this is, this is a fight. It's an ongoing fight, fighting the good fight. 
No, then, you know, then we are trying. And if we're calling upon the Lord and his help, he is truly with us. And he doesn't give up on us. So, brothers and sisters, today we really don't have any excuse. No, the Lord is always there. He only wants what is best for us, what he's called us to be, where he's, where our, our, we, we are called to live like him. That is what, what like Jesus, who, who that in, in living like him, we live our humanity to the fullest in the ways of Jesus Christ. And so here, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, provides us with everything necessary to live like him and for him. So, brothers and sisters, though this world may, may be difficult, though we may have some hard times, we can remain vigilant. Again, it begins with the awareness of the Lord, knowing he's around us, knowing that he never forsakes us, you know, knowing that he loves us so much that he gives us everything we need to live for him and that our help is always in him. And that he provides for us generously. And that at the end, with him, even though we're fighting, we go down fighting. And what does the Lord see? The Lord sees the heart more than the appearance. He sees the efforts. He sees one trying. And there he will be at our last hour. If we're truly putting up a fight. You know, there he will be to show us mercy. Just like he was for those two criminals crucified with him. The last hour, the last breath, he will be there. Well, and then there we go, repent. Okay, so know you're loved by God and that he is always there to help. Our help, our help is always in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. God bless you all.